You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Becoming Me.TV. I'm so excited for you to meet my warrior friend, Allie. Allie, welcome to Becoming Me. Emily, this is so fun. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. Girl, I'm so excited to have you on today. And I think we should probably kick off with the hardest question of our time together. Like, who is Allie? Who is Allie? That's such a good question. I, you know, I want to say which day of the week. (laughs) Which did the week we're looking into? Well, hopefully people would think of me as somebody who's very passionate. Uh, I am very passionate about what I say yes to. Um, I really hold that in high regard of when I say yes to something to give it everything that I have. Otherwise, just don't say yes to it at all. Um, so with that being said, I kind of take on a lot of projects. Um, I love new things. I love leading new things and I love being a part of other things. So I'm actually our women's ministry director at our church and I have been for about four years, five years now and full-time ministry for eight, but I also run a monthly event for women of all churches, denominations, um, backgrounds and ages once a month called Arise. And um, that is been going on for three years now. So we've had a little break and that's going on to our fourth in September. We're launching our season four and yeah, just anything that I um, get to create. I love it. I get to do that here at our church on the teaching team here and travel and speaking, but I have something else to add, which is super fun that just launched this week my radio show here in Arizona. So it's kind of surreal because it's weird. I I would love to share the story with you sometime, but it's like, I didn't ask for it, but God knew that it was a desire of my heart before I realized that of course. And it's just beautiful how just to watch God really stay true to the fact that he says above and beyond all you could ask or imagine. And he, he does those things for us. So yeah, that's what I do. But I'm just saying I'm passionate about everything that I really say yes to. And I love helping people discover the unique image piece, as I call it, of who God has created them to be in the world he's placed them in. That's amazing. I love that. And congratulations on your show. Like, I'm so excited for you. That's amazing. Thank you. Like, Thank you. Show. That's so I, cool. It's weird. It's so cool. It's so cool. Cause it's like, I kind of went backwards in time, right? Like radio, like who listens to radio, but it's super fun because it is radio, but it also is podcast. And we've also launched a YouTube channel with it too. So we've been able to take something that's pretty nostalgic and launch it forward as well. So yeah, I would have never have thought that one, but it's kind of fun. That's so, yeah. really cool. I love that. You know, I know each and every one of us have a story and a journey, what's made us who we are today. And I would love mm-hmm. for you to just take some time and unpack, like, what's your story? What's made you who you are right now? Well, I mean, the main, I think, context for this is I did grow up in the church. 
Um, I think sometimes we come at the place that we are in our faith. And I think that I've learned as I've asked people kind of more about who they are, it really helps set the context of did they grow up with the faith or did they come to faith later or have they yet to be, you know, what I like to say, a not yet believer. Um, and so I think that it's beautiful to, to set that up because, um, then we could kind of understand where people are coming from. And I grew up in the church. I was a pastor's kid. I was at church every Sunday. Oh yeah. Me too. Pastor's kids. Awesome. What? Yes. I love PK it. PK life. PK life. Oh man. God bless you. Right back at oh, you, girl. I, what a, what a, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yes. But it is an interesting, it's an yeah. interesting thing to grow up in a little bit of a glass house. And because of that, a lot of people, you know, feel like they can speak into your life or have opinions about your life. And for me, that, that didn't sit well with me as I was growing up and I got older and I really started to have this pushback of church and people in the church because of the judgment, because of what I felt like was just people not being real, you know, of course, hypocrites hypocrisy is probably one of the main things people think of in the church. But the thing is, is, I mean, we all are hypocrites to some extent. Um, we want to be something we don't live up to it. it that's the reality. But I'm just like, nobody's real. Like, be real. Like, are you really, you're not perfect. I know that. So let's, let's talk about it. But I didn't feel like I could. I didn't feel like I could talk about my, my struggles and everything. And um, honestly, there was a point where I just decided well, I don't want to just fake this the rest of my life. Like, I don't want to be a part of this, if this is what it's going to be like. So I actually left the church um, from about 21 to 23. And um, I mean, left the church. I was still at church every Sunday, but I was like totally off kilter. I was just living the way that I wanted to, partying, drinking, all of the stuff, guys. Like, I mean, you name it, I probably was doing it. But I was there for Sunday because I wanted to honor my parents. And um, anyways, it just became a space where I was living in two worlds. And I felt like I could be me in the world that wasn't the church because they accepted me. But then I would go to church and I felt like there was more for me. And there's like this tug all the time. And living there is very exhausting. And trying to navigate that was really hard. And then I was like, I mean, I, I was doing all these things that just kept heaping shame on me and guilt from everything that I was doing. But I also went to church, but felt like I couldn't really get out of the cycle I was in. And so I didn't, I didn't feel like I had hope during that season. I didn't feel like there was another option for me. Like, what was the purpose of living? Like, this isn't, this is not what I would want. I, I thought there would be more than this by this point. And, and I just felt miserable. Like Emily, I was so miserable and I just, you know, you would go have fun for moments, but you were miserable afterwards. And it got to the point where I almost took my own life. And well, there were a couple of points where I was on the edge, but there was a day that I was going to take my life. And God just intervened on the floor of my closet and met me in that space totally like spoke to me and said it was time to make a choice like either follow after me wholeheartedly or go the ways of this world just leave my name out of it like you know and I know that it's hard but I just I think it's a loving truth 
what I call Holy Spirit truth bombs, um, because he's saying, you know, it's really actually better for you to be hot or cold. This lukewarm, you know, why I spit out the lukewarm, like it's, it's miserable for you too. Like it's a hard place. Um, and I just got to the point where I had to make a choice. And when I did that, my life started to gradually just shift and turn around. Um, it's not necessarily that everything happened overnight. Some things did, some things didn't. And I found myself a year later working at the church, um, just because my dad started this church renovation. I'm actually in my office and I was like, I'll just help for until I figure out what I'm going to do. You know, like I was 24 and just kind of like, I don't know what I want to do. I graduated at 23 and I'm like, until I know what I'm going to do, I'll help my dad, you know? Yes. Yeah. And then God's got jokes because <laughs> little did I know that eight years later, almost nine, actually this September, I am still sitting here. The longest commitment of my life. Wow. So yeah. Yeah, I'm still here um, and serving in ministry. And it grew one thing at the next. I didn't end up here, which I think is so critical for people to know. Um, it takes time. Our, our stories develop over time and becoming who God's called us to be, like becoming me is such a process, but I couldn't be here without that. Yeah. So I love that you asked that question because to know the testimony, know the journey God's brought us on to get here is so critical to remember that and be thankful for it. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, I gotta know, are you a coffee drinker? Yes. Yes. Okay. How do you drink your coffee? With the cream. I, okay. I'm a latte girl. With drinking with cream. I, okay. Here's the deal. I'm a latte girl. I'm not this, like, I want to be like hardcore, like drink black coffee. I'm not, you know, I just want my latte and I want it with oat milk, please. Like I can't have dairy. So oat milk and then like a little bit of cinnamon. Ooh, see, that's so yummy though. Own it is. I know. I feel like black coffee is like just for caffeine, but lattes are for enjoyment that's and caffeine. Yes, exactly. Exactly. What about you? I want to know, do you? So I start hardcore straight black in the morning. Like that's my jam, but I love it. Like it tastes good to me. So I don't know. But then in the afternoon, I feel like a latte is like a hug in a cup in a way. So, and I really enjoy oat milk. So I, yeah, I'm definitely with you. And the cinnamon vibe, I'm feeling that for sure. Yeah. But I also saw in your bio, you like donuts. So what's your favorite kind of donut? Maple glazed donuts. Okay. Hands down. There's also a thing called bacon maple glaze that people are questionable about. Mm. But if you even like bacon at all, go try it. Oh my God. Bacon maple donuts. Yes. Oh. I feel like we have literally become soul sisters. That's so <laughs> story. Like no joke. Uh, so let's just say you're sitting down, you're having your oat milk latte. You've got your favorite donut you're talking with someone else on their own becoming journey and you're trying to encourage them. Like, what would you say to encourage someone else to become who God made them to be? Um, there's probably a couple of things, um, but I love helping people discover how God created them uniquely mm -hmm. 
Because I really feel if people can grasp that, they're more confident to walk forward in the calling. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like he's created us in a specific way. He's called us to that specific thing or things. And then he's commissioned us to go out. So he's, so I would first want to hear, like, I love personality tests. I love spiritual gifts, tests, strength finders, love languages. Um, what else is there? Uh, learning styles. Yes. Girl. Some people like it. Some people don't. What are you? A one. What are you? A four. Yes. I love it. This is awesome. I love it because we're still in that same, we're in the same zone there. <laughs> Ones and fours. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I do go into that because I feel like, I mean, I know that there's some takes on that, but I feel like any tool that we can use um, that can help us love people better and to help us live out our commission better, one, not use them. So it's not like if we don't have them, we can't do it. But I do believe if we have them and we use them, it can make it easier to love others. So it says in Mark 12, where it says, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and all your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. So we do concentrate a lot on loving God with everything we have, as we should, just as much as loving your neighbor as we should, but it's as yourself. Yeah. So if we can understand how God designed us uniquely and really love who he's made us to be, not be in love with ourselves, like, you know, but love who he has made us to be, then we can love our neighbors better because then we'll start to see the unique ways that he's created them to be. And then we can come alongside them, no matter if we have the same background, um, same upbringing or whatever it might be but we can come alongside and be bringers of reconciliation. And I think that's key. So I personally would sit there and start working through personalities, um, what God's gifted them with spiritually and those types of things first. Yeah. And then um, go from there. So I have, yeah. I love that. And you know, you mentioned too, like the importance and the value in loving yourself so you can really love others better. And you mentioned, you know, personality tests, getting to know you. What are a couple other practical ways if somebody was new to this journey of truly loving and discovering their own unique image, God-given image of themselves? Like, how would they go about doing that? What are a couple other tangible tips and tricks from Allie? Okay, that's, I was about to keep going and I was like, I think I'll just wait to hear what you have to say. Um, one thing that I love to ask people is what are some things that when you're doing them, mm-hmm. you get this like unusual burst of energy. Yeah. Like, you're like, I love doing that. Like, I love hanging out with kids or I love like, you know, there's certain things like I love creating spreadsheets. Okay. I'm saying I don't for like, whoa, I don't love that. Let me just make sure <laughs> like, but some people are like, I love I love spreadsheets and I love organizing. And I'm like, whoa, okay, well, I do not. And I don't have a God-given gift of like being around children. Like I like kids and I can hang out with them, but like teaching a class is not where I should be because it's like, one, I get scared. And two, it's like, I, I don't get any energy from it. So, so those are types of like um, activities. What are you involved in? Or what do you like when you're learning something? What are those things? that you're like, wow, I, 
I loved doing that. Because what I tell people, even when I felt called to start speaking, it was a long time ago before I really understood that I was going to do this for a living. Um, I tell people it felt like a thin layer between me and heaven. Hmm. Like it felt like I was like, whoa, like I was made to do this, but I didn't understand it fully yet. And I didn't understand my personality types or anything yet. Um, But I was like, okay, I'm going to mark this because I really enjoy this and not everybody enjoys those things. So I would say like, kind of tune into one of those. Like, for example, I went to um, South Africa 10 years ago. I was doing um, internship down there for six weeks in Johannesburg or outside of Johannesburg. And every day we did like, we packed lunches in the morning and then we went and served with the kids mid morning to lunch. And then I would work with the women in the afternoon do bead work and sewing purses. And then in the evening, we'd go to the HIV AIDS clinic. Wow. I felt horrible, but I realized later, like I I would set up all the stuff for the lunches. That didn't take much work, but like being with the kids or like sewing purses, I was like, I can do this and it's fine. And I, and I can have a good time. But when I went to the HIV AIDS clinic, I looked forward to that every single day, every day. And I loved being in there and just holding their hand and just letting them know even by touch, because even in South Africa, like touching, they're like, oh, she's okay with us touching her. And I just, it was everything to me. So it's not like other things are bad. It's just that they're not my thing. Right. And then I come to find out later that my love language is physical touch. I love it. You know, and so it's like, it's not that I ever had to know my love language is physical touch, but I do, that was such a marker for me, knowing that I love to be with those victims and, and those that were hurting and suffering, but also the physical touch piece, it dawned on me later. So it just grows my understanding of like, oh, no wonder I loved that so much, you know, just to hold someone's hand, even if we're not saying a word. And, and I think, so being aware of those moments in our lives where it kind of is like, oh, I really enjoy this more than just any other task. So that would be a way if you don't know any of the other things yet, just start going through what you do that brings life into who you are. Absolutely. I love that. And I love how you've really pointed out that awareness is that opening piece to truly discovering and loving yourself. And I think for the person who's stuck and might be like, oh my goodness, I hear Allie talking about how she can pinpoint the stuff she loves to do. I don't even know what I love to do. And I think like, ask someone, like take them out for an oat milk Mm. coffee and like a donut and be like, what do you think I'm good at? What do, what do you enjoy seeing me come to life doing when, and just get somebody else's feedback and they can help you identify those things if you feel stuck and that's okay. That's, mm -hmm. That's a great point because a lot of times people can see you like, you know, even like saying the documents or the, the spreadsheets, some people might not understand that the gift, there's an actual gift of administration. There's actually the gift of organization. There's also the Enneagram of the number one, <laughs> like, you know, like there's, there's certain people who love to do that. And, um, but you might not think that that task that you're really good at is something that you're like, oh, what do I like doing? You wouldn't have thought making documents that it's like actually part of what you may be called to help do, like to do and to serve in. Um, And so other people can point that out for you 
I love that. That's a need for community though, because you need someone else to also call out and encourage you in the places that God's gifted you in just as much as we are, we need to be encouraging other people in those spaces too. And sometimes somebody might not even know that they're, they're gifted in it until someone else speaks life over it in them. So it's a great point. I love it. Hey, Allie, mm-hmm. if somebody was watching this interview and they're like, man, I have to connect with Allie. I want to listen to her radio show. I want to virtually have like an oat milk latte with her over Instagram stories. How can they connect with you online? Yeah, well, I would love that. Right? Oat milk latte or Insta stories? Come on, come on. I'm over on Instagram first and foremost. Like really, that's my that's my jam. Um, So I'm over there at at Allie, A-L-I dot Gentry, G-E-N-T-R-Y. Um, and then oh, I'm over on Facebook at the same thing. But if you want to look up what I'm up to, my website is AllieGentry.com too. So it has all of my speaking stuff and also links to the radio show as well if people want to stay up with that. Also our YouTube page. So you can just look up. It's called The Vibrant Life with Allie Gentry. So um, yeah, just a super fun season. And I'm grateful to get to be here with you, Emily. You're such a gift and um, just light into our world and also to the church. So just thank you. Honor. Right back at you. It truly was my honor to be able to talk with you today. And we'll have all of those links in the show notes for you guys to easily connect with Allie. Allie, thank you so much for sharing your story. I appreciate you. Thanks, Emily. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.